Hello, and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 64. Is there a place for Tumblr in 2021? And that's the topic for today's show, so let's jump right into it. Uh, I posted an episode of the then Jared White show uh, before it became Fresh Fusion all the way back in August of 2019, Tumblr had just been acquired by Automatic, the commercial company that supports WordPress.com, uh, is uh, run by Matt Mullenweg. And in that episode, I uh, sort of talked about the history of Tumblr and the whole Web 2.0 concept. Um, how some companies had weathered the storm of um, the rise of mobile. Uh, the iPhone came out and Android became popular. And, and some companies that were already big or getting big at that point in this sort of social network user-generated content space, uh, some companies made that transition and some companies just never really seemed to, to make that leap. Uh, Flickr was one of those companies, and Flickr, interestingly enough, was uh, a company that had been acquired by Yahoo, and then eventually got sold off to SmugMug, uh, and SmugMug's uh, been around for a while as an independent company serving professional photographers, uh, so there was somewhat of a, uh, a legitimate um, you know, synergy there to, to bring Flickr into the SmugMug family. Um, but it was a shadow of its former self. You know, it was long past its height of glory at the time SmugMug purchased them. And the same thing with Tumblr. Uh, you saw Tumblr acquired by Yahoo in a big, flashy, you know, fancy press release where Marissa Mayer, CEO of Yahoo, was going on and on about how amazing Tumblr was. And I think it was like a billion-dollar acquisition or something like that. And that was that was at the tail end. That was very much at the tail end of Tumblr's sort of uh, uh, shine in the world, as it were. And, you know, Yahoo is kind of the final straw rather than a renaissance for that company. Um, Yahoo went through a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, Verizon ended up with Tumblr, and they were like, we have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> uh, so it got sold for pennies on the dollar uh, and acquired by Automatic. Um, you know, I mean... Yeah, it was a chunk of change that they paid for it, but it was a, a mere fraction of the billion-plus-dollar uh, acquisition cost previously. Uh, so Tumblr is now a private company, part of Automatic, which is a private company. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about that acquisition was, uh, you know, Matt Mullenweg's always been about you know, open source and building community at large. And even though WordPress.com makes money, you know, that money is made through essentially hosting and sometimes development costs because uh, Automatic helps build uh, large WordPress installations for big companies. Um, you know, they're not, in the, they're not in the monetizing eyeballs game. They never have been. So while Tumblr still has ads on it, uh, I don't think, you know, that's not the primary objective for uh, why Automatic owns Tumblr. They're, they're not trying to get a piece of that sweet ad-driven revenue action. Uh, that's not why they're in this. 
So that's all a preamble to what happened yesterday. Here's what happened yesterday. I was reading an article, and I can't even remember exactly which article this was, but it was uh, something about WandaVision, I believe. Uh, and it had, you know, some examples of people posting, like, some, some memes or whatever. And, you know, typically you see these sorts of things linking to, you know, Instagram or Redis or something like that. Uh, but these were all Tumblr embeds. They were literally like Tumblr posts that had been embedded in the blog article. And I saw that, and it was funny. I just had this immediate reaction of like, oh, Tumblr, that's still a thing, huh? <laughs> I'd forgotten all about Tumblr, which is a shame because in that August 2019 episode of the show, uh, I actually talked about how I was interested in trying out Tumblr again and setting up a new account just to you know see what it's like once, once the dust settled from the acquisition by Automatic. And then I never did that. Uh, you know, I basically forgot all about this uh, trying out Tumblr experiment. So I saw this blog post yesterday with Tumblr embeds, and I thought, huh, I wonder what Tumblr's up to these days. I wonder how it's going over there. So I went over to Tumblr and took a quick peek around. And you actually can't do much on the site without signing up, which is uh, a little bit of a, a shame, I think. But um, it, it's not that all the content's closed. It's just that they don't they don't really encourage you to <laughs> to uh, spend much time on the site uh, without uh, just simply signing up first. So I thought. What have I got to lose? Okay, I'll sign up. So I created a brand new login, my hate uh, email account. So totally new, totally starting from scratch and sort of uh, put myself in the mindset of what if Tumblr had just been invented? What if this was an entirely new service that just came out? Is it cool? Is it interesting? What can you do with it? Uh, so this is a fresh look on the Fresh Fusion podcast at Tumblr in the year 2021. So uh, a tiny bit of background on where Tumblr is now. I, I did my research, uh, and uh, it was actually very hard to find, but they do have an engineering blog. And uh, apparently, uh, there's been a whole bunch of redesign work going on over the past number of months. Uh, they, they did a big refresh in April of their website uh, interface and have continued to iterate. So it looks like, um, at least over the past year, uh, there's quite a bit of, of change upgrades going on on the platform. So, so my review of Tumblr now is a review of a service that uh, has a lot of new aspects to it. This is not the Tumblr of five years ago or 10 years ago. All right, so first impressions. Whoa, there is lots of customization features. <laughs> and it works on mobile too. The reason this is so surprising is I think we're all used to the fact that Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and I don't know, LinkedIn, all these services uh, in the modern era of the internet are extremely buttoned up. You can't really change anything. YouTube's the same way. You can't really change anything. 
you can put in your little avatar photo. You can maybe upload a background photo at the top. You can, you know, stick a little bio bit of text in there. Uh, you, you get one link on Instagram, like one. That's all you can do. <laughs> and that's it. There's no formatting. There's no changing colors. There's no changing fonts. Uh, it's, it's extremely uh, samey for everybody which is the exact opposite of the early days of Web 2.0. I mean, we all remember MySpace, where every different MySpace profile you'd go to would be you know, all these crazy colors and animated GIFs, and <laughs> it was like the Wild West. Um, Facebook kind of changed all that, and now like all these services are so cookie-cutter. I mean, you know, you're not going to go to somebody's TikTok profile and see something radically different than someone else's TikTok profile. Uh, you're not going to go to someone's, uh, you know, you look at someone's Snapchat post and it's different than another Snapchat post. Tumblr is kind of unique in the fact that uh, you can pick all these different font styles for making a post. Uh, you know, you can you can pick monospace, you can pick serif, you can pick sans serif, uh, you can change the sizes. Um, you can do a whole bunch of customization on your own profile page. Um, in fact, they have like different themes. So it's more like, you know, it's more like creating a bespoke blog. Um, yeah, it's, it, it really surprised me. Uh, and and I, I really like that. I really, it, it's refreshing to see um, so many options for customizing things. Uh, and then when I was working on my on my Tumblr profile, uh, I want to um, I want to stick a couple links somewhere in there. And I was like, "Where's the Where's the link field? How, where's the like the little website field where I paste in a URL?" And then I started thinking, "I wonder if I can just type in some HTML." So like in my bio, I literally started typing out the anchor tag, you know, angle bracket A space href equals, and I'm typing out HTML in my bio, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy that in the year 2021, uh, quote unquote, major social networking platform, if you will, uh, you could just type raw HTML into a text field and like add links. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this was all very surprising and kind of refreshing. Um, and then it got even crazier because I posted a couple photos and then I was thinking, I wonder if there's a way I could just display these photos and link to these photos from my own website. That would be cool because then I could use Tumblr for what I've really been wanting to do, which is, you know, go to a place where I can just rapidly post photos as I take them on my iPhone. Because the iPhone 12 mini, uh, I got it right here. This thing has an incredible camera on it. The, the iPhone 12 mini camera is just astounding in this tiny little package. Uh, so, so I love, you know, everywhere I walk around, uh, I can just snap some cool photos. Um, and I, I want a place where it's easy to post these photos. And the thing is, Instagram was that place. Instagram started out as the place you post photos from your phone. And since then, it's become this just kind of yucky bunch of <laughs> commercial 
garbage. I mean, Facebook has driven Instagram into the ground as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that was another impetus for trying out Tumblr is I, I'm probably getting off of Instagram. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to literally close my account and wipe it all out, but uh, I'm I'm barely even accessing it anymore. Uh, I don't even have the real app installed on my phone. I just go to the web app because the real app has all this marketplace stuff and there's fleets and there's this and there's that. They've added all these things that I just think are terrible. <laughs> Old man yelling at cloud. I know I sound like that, but uh, I'm just extremely disappointed with where Instagram has gone. Um, the, the irony of, of Instagram in the year 2021 is as a place to post photos, it really kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you get these tiny little square regions of photos. Uh, it doesn't even allow the exact aspect ratio you want because they squish down the vertical height if it's too high. Uh, you can't zoom in uh, on the website. You still just get these tiny little rectangles in the middle of your screen. You don't get full screen, high resolution photos. I mean, it's ridiculous. As, as a platform for sharing high quality photography, Instagram is terrible. So why are we all using it as photographers? That's dumb. Um, I was hoping Flickr, after its acquisition by SmugMug, would kind of, you know, take up this mantle once again of being the place to be as a photographer. But, um, but their mobile app isn't very good either. And nothing's changed. I don't see any changes that have been done materially on the Flickr platform since the acquisition in any ways that I care about, uh, which has been disappointing. So save me, Tumblr. You're my only hope. <laughs> Um, so what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I'm checking out Tumblr. I'm posting a couple photos. I'm thinking, wow, this is a really nice platform for posting photography, but is there a way I can integrate that with my own website? And I remembered seeing just in passing as I was browsing around looking at, you know, basic help information or whatever, uh, and looking at settings and stuff, I, I thought I'd seen something called RSS. <laughs> RSS, can you believe it? A major social media platform in the year 2021 advertising that there's an RSS feed? Yeah, so so I find that, I copy the RSS feed URL, and I uh, uh, then uh, bring up my code editor and start working on uh, uh, some, some simple code in my Rails backend to pull down the RSS feed and transform that into some simple JSON. And then uh, my website build process can consume that JSON and, uh, and take that data and turn it into some thumbnails on the site that you can click on to go to Tumblr and see those photos. So that's all live now, like a, a, an hour maybe two of hacking and my website at jaredwhite.com already has in the homepage sidebar um, the um, Tumblr photos I've posted so far. It's just there. RSS. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is with Instagram? There is no easy way to get photos off of Instagram just through some kind of public feed and use it for whatever you want. So if I post my own photos on my own Instagram profile, I can't easily get those photos off of Instagram and put them on my website. It's, it's just not a thing that you can do. You, you either have to scrape 
bits of JavaScript code embedded in the HTML of the page that you view when you download the website URL through your, uh, you know, in your code. <laughs> it's crazy. Or you need to sign up for the Instagram API and get authorized and use API keys and blah, blah, blah. It, it's terrible. It's just terrible. I honestly don't know why anyone would want to use Instagram as a, a serious photographer in the year 2021 unless it's solely because of Instagram's size. That's it. That's the only reason to do it is for the, for the audience that's on Instagram because it's so big. That's it. Technically, it's terrible. Technically, Instagram is a terrible format for sharing high-quality photography. But, you know, I was on Instagram for a while. I was, I was trying to stick it out. I, I thought, well, this is where the audience is. This is where the people are. You know, I, I better be here. I better keep sharing my photography here on Instagram because, you know, I'm going to get the likes. I'm going to get the followers. Except I didn't. I didn't really. I still only have a little over 100 followers on Instagram, which is absurd. <laughs> um, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, if I post a photo and only two people like it, that's cool. I mean, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, you know, looking at it from through a professional lens, like, Ideally, my usage of Instagram would be, you know, I post lots of uh, uh, lots of cool photography in and around the Portland area. I get somewhat of a following that also dovetails with travel vlogging I do through YouTube, you know, cross-linking to each other there. Uh, I get a following. Uh, opportunities start to come up. I can start working with, you know, local marketing agencies or businesses to, to promote travel throughout the Pacific Northwest and make more travel vlogs and make them more professional and maybe interview people and, and you know, go maybe start some photography tours where people could come. And, you know, this was all, of course, my thinking pre-pandemic. You know, a lot of this is not even possible right now. But pre-pandemic, this was my thinking. Uh, you know, start charging for photo tours where, you know, people that come to Portland could, you know, go on this cool photo tour and all this different stuff. So anyway, I had all these plans, all these reasons why I was trying to use Instagram. And even when I, you know, I wanted to delete Facebook and I got rid of my main Facebook account, and I'd done all those, all those things, uh, I still stuck with Instagram because, you know, oh, I needed to, I need to just grin and bear it, right? But none of that ever materialized. I used all the hashtags, I posted stuff, I kept, you know, kept at it, tried to be consistent, um, you know, got, got shared a few times by much larger accounts, which is typically how you grow following. Um, but it just never materialized for me at all. So at this point in time, I'm like, there's no point to use Instagram. There's just no point. <laughs> um, but that left a big void, you know, it left this sort of gap where it's like, well, where do I post my photos? Um, I don't think Flickr is that great of a place for mobile first photography. You know, Twitter is not good at all for photography. So what do you do? Tumblr is the answer. I am absolutely convinced after only a short while of using it. Uh, I'm extremely impressed by how well Tumblr handles photography. 
uh, you know, you, you get a beautiful interface on mobile for viewing photography. It's really easy to post your photos there. You can zoom into a photo and it's high resolution. Like I'm just on my little iPhone mini phone screen scrolling through my feed of some people I'm now following. And I look at a cool photo and I'm like, ooh, that's really nice. Look at the detail. Look at the texture on the skin, on the cheekbone of that person. Oh, look at this bark texture. And I can zoom in and like see this beautiful high resolution photo on my phone. Um, you can get you know big, almost full screen uh, pop-up photos on the web interface just by clicking on the photo. Uh, so Tumblr is really nice for photography. And then on top of it, you get all these formatting features for posting regular notes or, or uh, you know, customizing your profile or whatever. Um, so I'm impressed. I am very impressed. Um, there are some kind of quirky aspects to Tumblr that sort of uh, you, you begin to see the seams and realize, oh, yeah, this was all sort of invented a long time ago. And it's not quite the seamless concept you expect out of a social network today. Um, you know, just things like, you know, why am I seeing this on my feed? Or, well, you know, why, why is it why am I getting like 20 posts by the same person all in a row? You know, what's the algorithm here? Uh, maybe some of this is just that I'm new and I'm not following very many people yet or whatever. Um, uh, it's a little confusing how some of the hashtag related stuff works. Um, they do have hashtag support. You can post things with hashtags. You can search for hashtags. Uh, so it's like Instagram in that regard. You can follow hashtags. Um, but it's a little unclear to me like how all that content gets surfaced up in your feed. Uh, as you open up your Tumblr app each day. Um, so, yeah, there's there's just some little nitpicky kind of user experience things I noticed as I was uh, as using Tumblr. Uh, but, you know, in spite of that, um, I am already quite impressed by the service. Um, the, the mobile app is fast. It's fluid. Uh, the, the web interface that, you know, they've done all this new design work on it and the web interface, it's really nice. And, um, again, like the whole, the whole reason of why I would sign up and use Tumblr, uh, is because, uh, I want a place to post photography and to find photography. I, you know, I'm in love with the area I live in and work in here in the Pacific Northwest in Portland. Uh, and I want to try to find, uh, people that are, uh, you know, uh, shooting and, and uh, doing uh, cool artistic things here in this area uh, and also other fun places in the world. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say there's definitely a place for Tumblr in the year 2021. And, uh, you know, if Automac continues to iterate on the product and make it better and make it feel more modern and up to date and fresh, uh, if they can, you know, find ways to monetize the service so that's sustainable, then, um, then I think there's a good future for the platform. And I definitely think it's worth trying out. Uh, if you have not used Tumblr before or you only used it ages ago uh, and you're now, you know, getting fed up with Instagram and trying to think of, you know, what you could do differently in terms of find a, a place for content creators that's, uh, you know, that meshes well with highly visual media. Um, yeah, I think it's worth taking a look at Tumblr.
All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. The next episode is going to be uh, about um, sort of finding your creative zone uh, in terms of, of, you know, where you live and work. Uh, it's so important right now in this pandemic times that the place where you live and work, which is often the same place, <laughs> this is one half of my bedroom, this studio I'm in right now. Um, it's so important that the place you live and work is, uh, you know, inspiring to you, feels creative, feels exciting. Um, so I'm going to talk about that, talk a little bit about, you know, my move to Portland, why I'm no longer in California. Uh, and and also some comments on an article about, um, you know, sort of these questions that have come up now about, you know, suburbia versus urban living and all that. So that will be next time. Um, but for now, thank you for listening to the show. You can find me on my website at jaredwhite.com where you can sign up for my email newsletter or see past episodes of the show. See here. <laughs> well, I guess you can see them if they're if they're video episodes. Anyway, I'd better stop talking now. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>